Hi, this is Cameron. And I'm Jorge Luis. Today, we're going to continue our conversation about culture. Let's hear this incredible information and let's start now. Hopecast. Learning about the life and mission of education equals hope. Welcome to the Education Equals Hope Hopecast. I'm Cameron Graham Vivanco. And I am Jorge Luis Rodriguez. I am the co-founder of Equals H and have the privilege of directing the program here in Ecuador. Yes, you are. And I am the coordinator of teams and training for Equals H in Ecuador as well. Equals H exists to provide for the education of those in desperate and difficult situations. And now our main goal for this podcast is to keep all of our dear listeners, supporters, and friends all over the world as to what is happening here in Ecuador with our ministry. And around the world as well, because we could not do it without you. Absolutely not. So thank you. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for being back with us. And oh, my word, Jorjito, there is so much going on. <laughs> yes, we're right We're right in the middle of planning the entire summer. Mm-hmm. Training week is crazy. There's lots of details. There's many teams that are coming down. And we're excited for that. And there's many ministry sites to talk to. And talk about that we um, had. I, I just want to take a moment. And a, today we're going to continue our conversation about culture. That's where we're going. But just a little side note that we had our Equals H board meeting. We The board mm-hmm, of Equals mm-hmm. H in the U.S. meets um, quarterly. And all of the ministry coordinators, that's what people like me are called. I'm the only one that lives in country. Um, like I live in Ecuador and Joyce, who is in charge of Haiti, doesn't live in mm-hmm. Haiti, but, mm-hmm. um, and it was, we, we have some new members, a shout out to Suvon, if you're listening. Hi, Sue. Hi, Sue. Thrilled to have you on the board. Um, and Francis Queen and Lori, I'm sorry, I can't remember your last name, Lori. <laughs> I think it starts with a D. Um, but, but besides that, the huge... Huge news was that we signed a memorandum of understanding with an organization that runs a micro scholarship program in the country of Madagascar. Wow. And so we are going to be helping facilitate the education of children in Madagascar. How crazy is that? And we have a couple other countries countries out there, which really is, I mean, it is just a person in a specific country who has the heart to support children in desperate and difficult situations, students in desperate and difficult situations. Mm-hmm. So using these grandiose terms of countries is um, maybe a slight misnomer, misnomer, but really it's just, I just have to stop and pause and just give thanks for the incredible people that we get to work with, mm-hmm. the incredible things that we get to be a part of. Um, and because it's all of everyone listening is a part of this family because mm-hmm. we couldn't do this. You couldn't do this by yourself. I couldn't Absolutely. do this by this by myself. Like legit, we can't do this by ourselves. But together, we're getting to do some incredible things that are really changing kids' lives and futures. Absolutely. And I can I cannot be more proud of how we grow because it we, we are growing the same way that we started, just with people that had that have open hearts um, and the willingness to support others. We're not looking for growing our company or our organization to different countries. We're just seeing how God is moving us. 
And that is a huge, huge um, shout out to everybody that is part of the board and a part of leadership because we are not like just willing to push things, you know, mm -hmm. and force them into grow. We're just seeing and we're just being obedient and faithful to Trying what to God has the, put in front of us. Take the next right step mm -hmm. and move forward. So anyway, just wanted to, to share that, that news that had happened recently. Um, today, we are going to continue our conversation about culture as we expand and as God gives us the incredible privilege of supporting different students in different corners of his kingdom. Mm -hmm. Whether that's in um, an African setting or a Latin American setting, those are our two our two places so far um, in the U.S. as well. Like I just so exciting, but it's also really important to know ourselves and know our culture so that we understand why their frustrations when we rub up against someone else's culture. Mm -hmm. And last week we looked at the three colors of worldview; those huge. The, those huge drivers, catalysts, you and I had this um, conversation at staff meeting yesterday mm -hmm. as we were continuing to dive into this. You used the word catalyst, like these are the things that drive you forward. Are you motivated by, motivated by power and fear mm -hmm. or innocence and guilt or honor and shame? You're actually motivated by all six of those things all the time. Absolutely. But how does your culture shape your your broader universal walk out onto the street and you're just in Latin America. So there's this power fear driver. Um, I just have to give one. Can I give one small example yes, of this? Do. This is how this plays out in real life. Okay. I have been so confused for so long. Uh -huh. Those of th those who know me listening to this know that um, I love being active and I love exercise, but I... Uh, ruptured a disc in my back in my 20s. I've torn a ligament, my, ligament in my knee. It's just flat out missing. I've <laughs> torn a, which I didn't True. know when it happened, but now I know because I had an MRI because my meniscus is torn and hurt. I've had bursitis in my shoulder. Like I just can't. I was a three season athlete for seven years, got 11 varsity letters. Like I loved playing sports, but I can't do that anymore. And right. so I go to Pilates. Because Pilates core strength, like I have to do something for my body. For the life of me, I have not been able to figure out why when we're all in Pilates class and the teacher tells us to do something, if like, like one person starts to do it right, like I look at them and I just copy what they're doing. And I'm like, okay, this is the exercise. This one. Uh -huh. But there's always someone in the class, if not multiple someone's who don't do what they see other people doing. They wait for the instructor to tell them. And I've been so confused. I'm like, why? Like, isn't the goal to get the exercise? Like, just do it right. <laughs> but I now know that's because of my innocence guilt perspective. I just want to do it right. So I'm going to copy what's ever going on around me or be the person who is doing it right and be like, no, do it this way. Whereas those who grew up in a power of fear, they don't care about getting it right or wrong. They care about showing their allegiance to the professor or the teacher oh. or the instructor. And they're going to wait until the instructor tells them what they're doing is wrong or they're not going to like they're not going to change. Oh, wow. And I'm like, oh, light. does that make sense to you? It took me a while to understand your example, A, because I'm not used to dynamics in sports <laughs> or any of those things. So I'm like, I would not even know what to do. Uh -huh. 
I can I can see that it's I think we all have the same um, you know the same aspects in our life. Some buttons are just more pushed than others, mm-hmm. and in that sense, it seems like the push of like hearing the authority and showing yourself to the authority that you're doing it right for them, not for you and not for the rest of the class, is more important for these people. Mm-hmm. And I I can see that in in Latin American culture mainly. It just I was talking to Passmore about it yesterday, and we were both cracking up. He's like, I've seen it a hundred times. Didn't realize that was culture, but that makes so much sense. Like, now I know what's driving them, what the catalyst is. It's more <laughs> important to be in alignment with the teacher than to do the exercise right. And that is just phenomenal to me. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about today. <laughs> well, it's part of what we're talking about today, right? Yes, yes, yes. It's the it's the the big undergirding. But the thing that we want to touch on today is something called the 12 dimensions of your personal cultural preferences. Mm-hmm. So uh, many times people, we talk about big strokes culture, but then we often hear like, but you know, next door neighbors, like each house has its own right. family culture. Mm-hmm. And this is really kind of drilling down on what the aspects are in that family culture mm-hmm. that are then are your personal cultural preferences. And then how that um, interacts with uh the larger drivers that we're just talking about. And again, all of this comes from Knowledge Works, W-O-R-K-X. If you are working on a multicultural team in any way, shape, or form, this is not a ministry tool. This is not faith-based. This is business. This is people who have studied, um, studied team dynamics from a cultural point of view. And it's just been brilliant. And we're walking through it as a staff as well and thought we would just um, share a little bit about this um, with you. So uh, there are 12 dimensions and um, we'll go through them super quick. And if we need to, we'll come back and do another (laughs) another (laughs) Another episode. Another episode. But the first one uh, is how you view uh, growth or development mm-hmm. is your personal preference to see people developed and do like the soft skills or is your personal preference to see things developed, buildings, structures, systems, um, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Totally makes sense. And where do you yes. fall on that? What do you like? Um, I don't remember my exact my exact um, result here, but I do know that I'm way more personal than material, driven more by um, people and their abilities and sight. It's way more important from my point of view, you know, like seeing people that are thriving in sight Mm -hmm. and that they have everything inside that they need in order to grow. I care a little bit less about like the structures outside and the numbers or the statistics, you know. I care more about how people feel and how they can feel stronger in order to grow all those things. Um, My mother had a saying that I just think has become more and more true the longer I live, and that is that those involved are always the last to know. True. It happens all the time. (laughs) And this is an example of those involved are always the last to know. I scored on the material side because I... I feel like in trying to find grants and doing fundraising for 20 years, Mm -hmm. people want projects. They want to know what they're, they want something concrete to show for their investment. 
and we are, are working with an organization right now. Um, they are like, hey, we'd love for you to apply for grants, but they all need to be CapEx. Mm-hmm. Like, ca- like it all needs to be like physical things you can touch. Tangible things. Tangible in order for us to fund this. Absolutely. As a, and, but the, but our whole, so anyway, like, so I, I feel like I'm on that bench, but, and I was shocked when, when I learned that it would be just as valuable and just as worthy to invest in people. And Caroline Allen just guffawed at me. She just was like, Cameron, <laughs> this is what you've spent your whole life doing is pouring into people. Like we sure. develop people and students. That's what equals H does. I was like, yes. e- e- oh yeah. Because <laughs> you know what? Something good to mention about this 12 mentions is that from one side, the aspect is um, descriptive on its own, right? When you understand what it means, you also understand what you are lending. The other thing that we talked about just yesterday in, in our staff meeting is that I feel you might be wired in one way and you prefer some things as, in a certain way, but then the, the world around you demands from you something different. And little by little, you start to just adapt to that. Mm-hmm. And you adopt whatever your um, environment is telling you. Mm-hmm. So you grow towards that. So I feel that's what hap- was, has happened in this aspect with you. You started here with personal relationships, getting into a different culture, getting to know them, truly be part of their lives and making them part of your life. And at some point, that started to grow into something that had to be more tangible. You know, mm-hmm. in order to to present that to others, to bring others to the same shi- um, ship, you had to be more concrete in what you were offering. So it suddenly just happens that we have to adapt through these dimensions. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, and the whole point of this is a to know that some people you have have a bent towards personal mm-hmm. people investment soft skills and some people that you're dealing with have a bent a natural cultural personal culture preference for material and our whole training was how to stretch across the dimensions yes. and if you're someone who really you just you really prefer to do capex projects and when you're living in a world that is more on that soft skill and personal yeah. development, how to stretch across. Absolutely. Um, so that was one. The second one is relationships. Do you find relationships to be uh, situational mm-hmm. or universal? Those are the two poles. Situation is you are good friends in the office, but if you see them in the grocery store, it feels really awkward. I think most kids are situational in their <laughs> <laughs> true and their relationships because if they see their teacher in the grocery store, it's like what? What are you doing here? Except yeah. maybe uh, our kids that go to Alliance because <laughs> it's such a small community. We we have teachers over all the time, and that seems normal to my kids. I'm very happy to say, but then other people that universal like you're a friend. Wherever you are, mm-hmm. like whether you're in the grocery store, in the classroom, or in work, in school, at church, wherever you are, you're you're not as um, siloed. Yeah. And again, these are not right or wrong answers. Yes. These are just person your personal culture preferences. Do you form, feel more comfortable in having um, more defined relationships and boundaries yeah. in that, or all across the board? Yeah. Something that I learned about this um, a specific dimension is that 
relationship also has to do with the sharing of information. Mm-hmm. So in this one, um, situational is like you you decide how much information someone receives from you about you, and then universal is like you are just super open with everything, and you don't care who listens about mm-hmm. you and your personal story. That's just like over there, out there. You know, everybody just can see everything. But there's other people that just like to segment that. You know, decide how much. You are distributing that information to others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it is uh, just so interesting, so good. So we're going to leave you with the first two. <laughs> <laughs> just a tiny taste, a little taste of what these cultural preferences are, and we're going to come back uh, on another episode and do the next ten. But mm-hmm. you're going to have to wait a whole week. <laughs> That's not very kind of me. I'm sorry. Unless, of course, like. Yeah, you can. Hang on, it's coming. It's coming, it's, it's coming. coming. Um, we are so grateful that you would take this cultural journey with us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of the A Equals H family. If you would like to support the education of a student in a desperate or difficult situation, please go to our website, educationwillshope.org, and sign up to support a student, support a country, a whole country. Um, <laughs> we ask $39 a month, but we have... a an amazing college student who is giving $1 a month because they want to give and they have it set up on their debit card to give a dollar a month because they want to be involved, but they don't have a whole lot of disposable income. And we happily have people who are giving hundreds of dollars a month. So any and all are so deeply appreciated as we continue to help to support students in desperate and difficult situations. Thanks you. Thank you so much for everything you guys do. We would not be able to do what we do without you. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to our Hopecast. If you want to join the mission or know more about it, please visit our webpage, www.educationequalshope.org or check our YouTube channel and Instagram with the same name.